Welcome to the New Money Habits Podcast, where we talk about how to create a better plan for your money so you don't have to live paycheck to paycheck. Here are your hosts, Sarah Jones and Nino Villa. Welcome back, Budgeteers. Coach Nino Villa here, and I'm alongside my partner on the airways, as always, Sarah Jones. And last time we checked in with you, Sarah, you were in Alabama. Where are you nowadays? You still there or have you moved on? We are still here. We are still experiencing all kinds of rain. We did a little bit of research. Turns out this part of the country gets more rain, like quantity wise, than any other part of the United States. And we have definitely experienced that since we've been here. Um, So I think it's actually raining outside now, even. Now, see, that's amazing because if it with, I would have just thought it would have been like Seattle, Washington, like that area of the country, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, Seattle's just kind of known for its rain. But all right, that, that mm-hmm. southern part Gulf lining coast, it's the mm-hmm. most rain. I would not have known that. We did not either. We too thought that it was kind of that Seattle area. Um, turns out they have more days of rain, but in terms of quantity, mm. um, it's here. And we were talking, this is not official, but we've been here about three weeks. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I think we've easily had 10 to 12 inches of rain. Oh, wow. Okay. So when it rains, it pours, as they say. It literally pours. Side note, just a quick little side note. We have a little tree frog living in our awning arm. And he comes to visit Mm. and he makes lots of noise as well. We didn't realize up until today what that noise was that we were hearing. Turns out it's this little tree frog living in our awning. Cute little guy. So another little piece of information for you that uh, we've got a little tree frog living in our awning arm. That's awesome. We're all living vicariously through you uh, as oh. you make your way around the country. Uh, <laughs> thank you for sharing. Turning things back to um, our topic of the day, uh, we're kind of in the middle of a, a series of episodes where we started last episode talking about these three keys to a better plan. So uh, we, we talked a little while ago, a few episodes back about having a better plan or a better, bleh, excuse me, three keys to better money management. And one of those things being a plan, but now we're actually investigating the plan and, and uh, we have three keys for that as well. So last episode, we talked about that first key to a better plan being how you manage your money, and we think that managing it according to pay periods is really important. And uh, if you missed any of that, I encourage you to go back and check out our last episode. But today, we want to talk about the second key to a better plan, which we believe is all about prioritizing your goals and your expenses. And I wanted to start off with a quick little story, if I may, about prioritizing goals and expenses. Before I started my new money habits, and I think I've shared this on the on the podcast before, that 
a budget in my mind back in before 2012, so 10 years ago plus, meant I was paying all of my obvious bills. I was paying my rent. I was paying my car payment at the time. I was paying my car insurance. I would pay all the bills that we had, cell phone, etc. And then I would it would finally be time to go to the grocery store or to put gas in the car. And I would look into the checking account to see like, how much money do we have? Do we have enough money to go to the grocery store? And if we had enough, great. And if we didn't, well, then maybe I was turning to a credit card. And, and so mm-hmm. then I was, you know, charging groceries and, and gas. And, and so my budget didn't have any real um, priority to it. Well, when I began my my new money habits, one of the first things I recognized is things like the grocery store and gassing up the car were priorities. They were more important than some of the other things that I was doing. Maybe some of the monthly subscriptions that I had or whatever the case was. So when I started writing this new style budget, I really wanted to make sure that I was including putting food on the table up front, so that is really high on my list. And putting gas in the car so that I could get to and from work was also very important. So all of a sudden, these things became priorities. Not only did they make their way into the budget, they were pretty high up on the list of things that I was prioritizing to make sure that those things got done before I spent you know, $12.99 on Netflix for the month, mm-hmm. just as an example. So mm-hmm. just kind of wanted to start by sharing that story of how I shifted priorities. I love that, Nino. And actually, I have a question for you. I'm curious that when you did that, what else, if anything, um, what else changed in your life then when you started doing it that way? Because you were kind of adopting a new way of using your money, right? A new way of... Um, looking at your financial habits and your financial life, but what else changed for you when you started doing that? Well, um, another example that came to mind and I, and I almost said it, but uh, now that you're, you're probing for it, I'll give it to you. I know that when I was looking in the check, the checking account before it was not just, do we have enough to go to the grocery store? Do we have enough to put in, you know, gas in the car, but it's like, Hey, do we have enough for a date night? And, and can can we go out to dinner? And can we catch a movie? And so one of the other things that significantly changed was budgeting for entertainment and just for having some fun. Um, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes you call it pocket money. Sometimes you actually have an envelope for entertainment, whatever that might be. But it was so that was another area in which we started to prioritize and, and we started to plan for differently. The change that all three of those categories, the groceries, the gas, and the entertainment, the the significant change we noticed was that between my wife and I, conversations started shifting. And there there Mm. became less and less like asking permission or, or, well, do we have money for me to do this? Or do we have money for Mm. me to do that? It was... We prioritized these things. We put it in the budget. And then I was able to just give my wife a, a, a sum of money every couple of weeks, every pay period. 
to go and manage the groceries however she saw fit. And so instead of having to ask, do we have money to do this? Do we have money to do that? Mm -hmm. It was we were able to manage money differently and we knew exactly how much money we had and how long we had to make it last that really shifted mm -hmm. not only like the behavior, but the, the relational dynamic between my wife and I, and, and it led to far fewer money fights and arguments or, or frustration around, well, we don't have enough to do that this time. Mm. I love that. And I'm happy that you bring that up because, um, you know, one thing I certainly went through, but one thing that I notice a lot with my clients is that when we're not able to put food on the table, or we feel like we're not able to put food on the table, right? Because oftentimes food goes at the very end, like you said, right? Or gas goes at the very end. We're taking care of our regular bills and we're not looking at the things that we need to actually live and survive. Um, and so when people, when they feel like they're living paycheck to paycheck and not able to put food on their table or they're struggling to go to the grocery store, it creates a tremendous amount of, and I'm just going to say anxiety, um, more than frustration, a, a lack of being able to provide for your family. It um, causes some, um, you know, depressive thoughts. And and it's the tension, right, of feeling like you can't provide, feeling like you're working your tail off and you can't go to the grocery store, you know, or you feel like, and so I'm, I'm saying these things because I have lived that, you know, how am I going to get groceries? I don't have any money left. I remember a specific time when, um, and I may have shared this, but I don't remember. So I'm going to share it again. When my husband and I were, um, really just trying to get serious, I say, um, with, because we had used a credit card for many years, we paid it off every month. And I've shared before that I wanted to get out of that habit because I was paying for last month's expenses this month. And so trying to budget for that, I didn't mm -hmm. like the way that that made me feel. But, you know, in the process of that, you know, there were basically two months worth of bills due that one month. And so our budget was very, very tight because we had the credit card bills. That was last month's budget, plus the things that we were paying for in the current month. And I remember telling my husband, I was so frustrated. Um, I said, I don't have enough money for groceries. Like, we're going to have to pull out a savings or something to buy groceries this, this week. And a few minutes later, there was a knock at the door and there were some kids in the neighborhood selling tins of popcorn. And my husband can't say no to little salespeople and purchased tins of popcorn. And I'll tell you, I wasn't upset. I'm going to, I was so upset um, and frankly, I was, I yelled I'm like, I just told you I didn't have money for groceries and you go and buy this. And he said, well, I didn't think about it because he, he thought that that was something different. Right. And I'm sharing this story because it, a lot of it comes down to communication and a lot of it came down to how were yep. we prioritizing our dollars? We weren't putting groceries at the forefront. I was focused on paying the credit card bill, right? I was focused on other things and not the groceries. And when we started changing that, and I work with clients all the time to change the, the list of priorities, right? Um, I will say it 
you'll hear me. I've said it before and I will continue to say this guys. And I, this might be a step forward here real quick, but credit card companies don't care about you. It is more important that you put food on your table and we will, we will work to pay on some of the other bills, but the credit card companies don't care about you. So do not put them as a priority in your budget. Your family deserves mm. to eat. You deserve to have less stress. You deserve, right? It, it's, you want to communicate better and you want to not, um, you work very hard for taking care of your family. So let's put food on the table first. Let's get those true priorities as essentials in your budget. Let's get those taken care of first. And then we can work in, um, some of those other things. Yeah, I wanted to piggyback off of that for just a moment. I actually was working with a client recently and uh, that that same mindset cre creeped up where it's, there's only so much money and I'm like in an effort to avoid interest, monthly interest on the credit card, my client wants to pay the credit card and then go and use it to buy the groceries. And it seems it seems harmless enough or like, okay, right, like avoid the interest rate, the interest for the month, and then you'll just turn around. And, but you're going to do it again next month, and you're going to do it the month after that. So we, we slowed down and we said, look, you need to have an ouchy moment right now. You, that's the only way you're going to learn, right? It's, 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 it's the proverbial hand on stove, right? I can tell you all day long, don't put your hand on the stove, but until you do it and you feel that burn, you're like, ah, oh, okay, that's hot. I'm not going to do that anymore. I said, you need to have an ouchy moment because your behavior is not going to shift unless we have an ouchy moment. So what I want you to do is I actually want you to take the money out of the bank and I want you to have cash on hand to go buy groceries because that's the priority. Mm. And then mm. you're going to make the minimum or anything above the minimum that you can, but you you don't have enough to pay the credit card off this month. And so you are going to get charged interest. And it, it, it took a little convincing and whatnot, but the, the moral of the story here is once the client made the, dis, the decision that, okay, I am going to prioritize getting groceries with cash over paying off my mm -hmm. credit card. That also led to another shift in priority about not using the credit card as much because right now they just don't have the discipline to use the credit card mm -hmm. the same way that somebody who's been doing this for a decade might. But mm -hmm. so not using it as much and certainly not using it instead of cash where, you know, let me take a step back. Cause like, why, why not just use it and then pay the cash? And here's the thing. There are lots of studies by lots of people smarter than me that show that we spend more when we buy with a card than when we buy with cash. If you go into a grocery store with cash, you have finite resource and you will keep, you, you will do that thing where at the end you're, you're putting things back like, oh, I'm over. I'm going to put these things back. Mm. When you go with a card, you're not going to do that. So you're going to overspend and, and you're going to blow that part of your budget. So this particular client in this particular situation, unique to that client, needed mm -hmm. to have an ouchy moment where we're truly shifting priority. We're truly focused on something different. And yet it means you're going to have a 
$20 interest charge next month. But it's that ouchie moment that you need to shift behavior and priority. Mm -hmm. And so I just wanted to share that because it tied exactly to what you're talking about. Yeah, no, thank you. Um, I'm actually having a very similar conversation with a client um, right now, um, you know, on that, that exact, that exact thing. Right. Um, um, you know, Nino, do you mind, do, can we step maybe, I don't want to say step backwards, but can we step to the side for just a second here? And um, because sometimes I, I think maybe listeners out there like, well, how do I know what the priority is, right? You're telling me groceries and gas, but how do I really know what, what are the priorities? Because you know what, for a lot of people, I think they feel like the credit card is a priority. Well, I have to make that payment, right? And so do you mind if I share a very high level overview of how I go through and prioritize with clients? Not at all. And and let me just add, this is our podcast. You can do whatever you want, right? We can step <laughs> left. We can step right. We can step forward. We can step backwards. We do whatever we want. This is our, this is our time. This is our show. Try to make it about our listeners, and, which is exactly what you're doing, right? You try to keep the listener in mind, yeah. help them figure out what the priority is. So you you go right ahead and you do you. Oh, do wow. you empowering that you just gave me permission to all right let's uh yeah. um <laughs> no holding back anymore um not that i hold back no, but absolutely not. i didn't know you were <laughs> holding back so you know like free reign like go sarah go <laughs> oh shoot so um thank you um oftentimes I see it. People are like, I don't know where my money is going or here are my bills for the month or yes, I'm writing a budget like you did, Nino, right? It just had the bills, but it didn't have some of the most important things. And, and I would say for most of us, there are a, a few things that would fall on everybody's budget as priority, as the, uh, an essential. But sometimes it's hard to figure out exactly, okay, how am I putting this down on my budget? What comes first? I've got a credit card bill. So what I do is I have um, clients in one of our first sessions together within the first couple, we sit down and I have a whole list and um, we just go through line item by line item of everything that I have encountered that people buy or pay for. Um, I've got a whole list and we go line item by line item and we just talk about, okay, is this something that you're currently doing? And if yes, approximately how much? And we just go through and put down all the numbers, all the, the categories or all the things, all the subscriptions that they can remember, right? Now, I will tell you, oftentimes the next session or two, they're like, hey, I forgot about this one or, oh, we've got this also. Mm -hmm. But we go through and we write them all down, Without right? And we put, right? It, it's, um, yeah, without fail, <laughs> And I want, and the reason why I do it this way is because I want people, I don't want you to necessarily go back and look at your bank statement because sometimes I think that number one, we justify things more often when we're looking at that. Number two, sometimes we forget 
was that Walmart purchase? Was that gas or, you know, was it gas? Was it groceries? Was it pet supplies? What was it? So I like to just go through and actually mm-hmm. talk about every line item. It, it, I think it puts people in a different frame of mind. Number one. The second thing that we do after that is we look at then we put in their income and we look at what is the income minus all of those expenses and what where does that leave them? More often than not, it is in the negative. More often than not. Mm. So then what I do is as part of their homework, I ask them and I give, I will give credit um, to some of this process to um, my good friend, Maria, because I have adopted some of this. She, she came up with it, um, but I have adopted it because I see the, so much value in this, but I have them go home and I have them look at this sheet. I have them take a step back and look at each other if they're married and say, okay, what do I actually value? You know, what is it that I really want to create in life? Because, you know, we forget that we have the ability to create our lives every single day. And you can continue living the default, but you can also create your life every single day. And I want people to know and remember what it is that they value in life and why it is that they're working. I also remind people that you're working, your dollars aren't dollars. You get dollars in exchange for your time. And time is something that you can never get back. And for me, I want to use my dollars as wisely as possible because time is very precious to me. And so I have people take a look at it and say, okay, you know what? Time. My time is important. I'm important. So what do I really value? And I have them start going through and they color code. And I have them color code on that sheet in five different categories. One is what they consider their non-negotiables in their budget. So these are like the essentials. So what are the things that regardless of what income you have, these are the categories that you are taking care of no matter what. Food. I like that. Gas for the car. Housing. Right? Those are the non-negotiables. And inevitably, everybody has a little something different in that category, but that's not for me to decide. That's for them to decide. What are their non-negotiables in their life? Second category is um, kind of some of those conveniences. So what are the conveniences that you're adding in that maybe save you time? You feel like they save you time. Maybe they um, take away a little bit of stress. Start highlighting those in your budget or, you know, on that budget worksheet. The third category, I call it the creating impact or creating community. Where are you creating true impact or where are you building community in your life? I have a a client who is um, a marathoner. And for him, when he is training and with his running group, they like to grab sometimes a coffee and a bagel or a sandwich or something. Um, He does a lot with some um, volunteer work for another organization for Relay for Life. And so he goes and... um, um, goes to some of these businesses that support the Relay for Life efforts. And for him, that's creating community for him. And so to go and grab a coffee or a sandwich, he's creating community and that's something that's really important to him and he's creating impact. And so 
that's just an example, but where is that in your life? Where is mm -hmm. that in your budget? The fourth category is the memory making. What do you do that you are taking those memories with you long after the experience has happened? Um, and then the fifth one is investing in who you are. I kind of call this, you know, creating that life, creating your life. So think, um, you know, coaching, um, learning a new language, you know, taking some courses, maybe it is saving and, and planning for your future. Maybe it's some retirement or, you know, just some other types of investments. So where, where are those categories or are those categories in your budget? Um, and it isn't until then, I don't believe that when people are really looking, they're like, Sarah, look at what we're doing. We're spending money in areas that we don't actually care about. Mm. It's powerful, Nino. It's powerful. Now, I will share too, sometimes budgets are really tight and sometimes we cannot fit all of those categories into a budget. So then I generally go through and say, pick your top three categories. Let's work on those top three categories for right now. And if budget allows, we can add in some other ones or, you know, and then we, we start making some adjustments. I think that puts the power right back into the, the individual, right back into the couple, because they get to decide what is truly important to them. Right? Yeah. And Absolutely. First of all, I got to say, like, I'm blown away. Like, I've worked with Maria. I don't know about these five different categories, so I don't know how much of that was her and how much of it was you. Like, I love it. I love it. I love essentials and conveniences, the impact and in, in building community. Like, that's really cool. Um, making memories. Those, all of them, really awesome. But I, there was something you said there about like, if, you know, sometimes you can't fit everything into the budget and, and that's mm -hmm. going to be true for 99% of Americans because we're never content and we're always looking to acquire and do more. <laughs> if we would just live contently, mm -hmm. maybe we could, but I just, not that I wanted to challenge, you know, we, you and I, we do this mm. with each other every once in a while where it's like you said something and I knew what you, right. you meant but it might land a little bit differently. So hmm. yes, budgets can be tight. And it, and you said, then you'll prioritize like the top two or three categories. But when you think about those mm -hmm. five categories that you just laid out and you think of a, of a category like conveniences that could have a ton of different things mm -hmm. inside that category, just like making mm -hmm. memories could have two or three things or, or more inside that category. But what it really, I think allows the, the empowerment you were just talking about to the individual, the couple, is that they can look at them and they can mm -hmm. say, look at all of these conveniences. We really don't need all of them. Maybe one or two of them, mm -hmm. like we're going to keep, but maybe we're going to get rid of these other conveniences because we can't fund anything in our making memories category and we're not okay mm -hmm. with that. That and, and so to your point, it's, it's not necessarily that you only get to focus on you know, the non-negotiables and the conveniences, but that when you're looking inside of them, you can say, whoa, 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 whoa. Mm -hmm. Like, I, like we have this monthly food delivery service 
that is costing us X number of dollars. And it's like, well, yeah, sure, that saves time and, and the food is good or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it means that we can't take that money and put it in to a family vacation fund. Well, I don't want the food that mm-hmm. badly. So I'm going to drop that and move those dollars into the family trip, whatever. Mm-hmm. It just, I love it. I love it for the empowerment. I love it for the the mm-hmm. realization. I, I do something very similar where, of course, when I first work with a client, we're putting everything down on paper because I think until you see it on paper and you're staring at mm-hmm. it, you don't actually know what's going on. I love that you're also then categorizing them in these five categories. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that it, I love the word that you used empowerment there. I think it also helps people live more intentionally, right? That, um, and I think that it brings back that piece of reminding us that we do have control in some of this, right? That we, we really have choices within our budget. We choose where our dollars can go. And I think over time, sometimes we've forgotten that. And I want to bring it right back that, no, you do have a choice. Now, and, you know, and I'll say, you know what, maybe you do have a lot of debt, right? And, and maybe, again, it, it's about choices, but you get to determine how quickly you're tackling that. You get to, ter- to determine, hey, you know what, um, a family vacation is... Um, you know, it's important to me. But maybe we can change our vacation a little bit, right? Because I still want to spend some time together. But maybe we're not going to spend as much as we had originally planned because I want to be able to knock out some of this debt also, right? And so it puts the power back into each of us individually and, and reminding us that we can create what it is that we want to create. It empowers us. It gives us the control. And it just that reminder of, hey, I can, I really do have choices here. Yeah. Yep. You do have choices. And I love the word intentionality because I also like when people make informed decisions. And so when this stuff is down on paper, when you're staring at it, you get to make those informed decisions. You know, um, my wife and I, we got into a bunch of student loan debt, and it's the only type of debt we, we still have. All right, so we're still working through that. But it's not going to stop our family from traveling this year mm-hmm. for the first time since 2017. You know, it's been five years. I'm not going to allow that to stop us from going and, and, and spending some time together as a family, doing a little bit of travel, mm-hmm. and because that's a priority. Making those memories is a priority. Mm-hmm. We're, I, I have us on a path that will be debt-free far, you know, far before I ever need to retire. So I'm like, that's enough. Like that's enough for me. Like, would I love mm-hmm. to maybe pay it off sooner? Sure, but I'm not going to forego being able to make memories mm-hmm. with my children who are currently 12 and eight. Those are, those are some precious ages. I'm not going to get, they don't mm-hmm. stay that, that old for more than 365 days. Right. It's just right. the way the world works. So I'm going to make, mm-hmm. I'm going to prioritize making some memories over getting out of debt. You know, 
let's say I'm not going to spend $5,000 on vacation, but let's say for a moment, I even spent $5,000 on vacation. Mm -hmm. And let's say I'm making an extra $500 payment every month to debt that I won't be making because I want to fund that. Well, what are we talking? We're talking about Mm -hmm. the difference of 10 months. We're talking about the difference Mm -hmm. of 10 months is getting out of debt 10 months sooner, really more important than a family trip to go and see grandparents and spend holidays with like, no, getting out of debt 10 months sooner is not more important to me. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's the key. You know, you said to you, um, I I think that this is where it comes back into our choice. You know, Um, we, when my kids were young, uh, my husband and I, we, that was one of the things that we said that we wanted to take family vacations. I never really um, took family vacations when I was a kid. My parents um, did not have much money. There's a whole other story that goes along with that. He didn't ever take, um, you know, family vacations either. And that was just important to us. And we had to make some choices, right? We want to do these vacations, but how can we do them? Frankly, the most economically um, economical way as possible because we didn't have a large budget because we were trying to pay off debt. We were also trying to build our peace of mind fund, you know, and so there were, there were a lot of factors there, but we still wanted to create these memories. We still wanted to take these vacations because it was important to us. And, um, I will Mm -hmm. tell you, Nino, there wasn't a single vacation that I regret taking, even if we could have gotten out of debt quicker. Um, even if we could have built up our peace of mind fund, um, you know, larger and, and contributed more, the memories and the time spent with the kids on those family vacations. And we didn't necessarily go every year either. Um, but we still made it a priority to do something, even if it was like a weekend trip. I will never, ever, ever regret those times. Ever. They were so important to us and still are. Um, and we still try and take vacations with the kids, even though they're adults now. Um, it looks a little bit different now, but it's still important to us. Yep. Yep. I, uh, I can appreciate that far more nowadays than I did when I first started coaching, um, others you know I, w- I was a little bit more zealous and and well you shouldn't be taking vacations and i shouldn't be taking vacations and you know um i earlier i said you know i'll be out of debt far before i, I, I hit retirement and that sound that made it sound like i'm gonna be in debt for a long time what what it what it boils down to is a couple of years ago I put myself on a timeline to be out of debt um, within like the next five years. And I'm okay with that. Like it'd be great if it was only three, but I'm not going to, the point being, I'm not going to forego these other opportunities because I'm okay with mm-hmm. the timeline, right? What it, it goes back to be, making an informed decision. I know what the timeline looks like. I know what that debt repayment looks like. I know what it's going to cost me in interest over those five years. Mm-hmm. And I've come to terms with all of that and said, I'm, I'm happy and I'm satisfied with that plan so that it doesn't impede on the ability to accomplish other financial goals 
that have at least the same priority, right? Which is why I'm willing to wait a little longer to get out of debt because it's like I'm not willing. I'm not willing for the debt to be the priority and and family vacations to be absolutely zero priority. They they both have a place in my budget. I love that, Nino, and and I love that um, you know that you're open, right, to just sharing. Like, hey, we don't have to prioritize. We don't have to be out of debt as quick as possible. Um, and forego doing some of these other things that are important to us. And I think it's just a great reminder that everybody's journey is different, that every journey is unique to each individual. And it puts it right back into, again, what is our priority and what's most important. And I will say one quick thing on that, that I want to challenge people, though, to not allow, do not allow yourself to justify doing some other things because you feel that their priority, I, I really want you to take a good look at what is truly important to you and not justify doing some other things. Oh, well, you know what? Our TV's going out or we're finishing our basement and we need all new furniture right away, right? Because mm. these things are always going to keep coming up. And those are just two examples, right? So really take a look at... Um, and really be intentional with how you want to spend your dollars, but don't allow yourself to justify making other things priority just because the debt payoff feels not fun or feels difficult. Yeah, I think that's a, I, I like those examples that you gave, right? That, and in the example that I'm giving where I'm, I'm willing to spend some money traveling, um, it's, first of all, we haven't gone to New York in five years, right? So this is not like a every year or multiple times throughout the year uh, thing. And so to your point, it, mm -hmm. it's about allow, like, you can make allowances for certain things, but don't make allowances for everything. Because if you make allowances for everything, that you, then you're just stuck in the same place that you are right now. And, and unfortunately, most likely making it worse. Mm -hmm. So I really like the, mm. the accountability of, no, not everything's a priority, but certain things are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that feels like a pretty good place to wrap things up, unless there was something else pressing that you wanted to share with the listeners. I just want to, I'm going to throw out another challenge because I like to throw out challenges to listeners. I want to challenge all of our listeners to sit down and think about, um, you know, prioritizing their goals and prioritizing their expenses. Um, and so I'd like to throw out a challenge that they, um, even if, well, number one, they could go to the website uh, and download a free, um, you know, budget by paycheck um, sheet, right? Or so do that, or even take a sheet of paper and start writing down your expenses. You know, I, I, the challenge is to start, the challenge is, is to just do it, to start putting your numbers down so you can then start prioritizing your expenses 
and your goals in life so you can start creating that life that you really want to live. I like that challenge. I like that challenge. For anybody who hasn't start, started, get started. Um, I'll add to that. It's not so much a challenge as it is a friendly reminder that you do not have to do this alone. If you've been listening to this episode and you're thinking to yourself, okay, what they're saying makes sense. I need to prioritize my expenses. I want to prioritize. Boy, I really like those five categories of um, non-negotiables and conveniences and making an impact and the others. Then, then go to the website and not only download the budget worksheet to get started, but schedule time with Sarah or myself or any of the other new money habit coaches and start talking to somebody about it. You know, what we've, what we've outlined today is that in order to have a better plan, you need to prioritize. But there's a lot of flexibility in and individuality in the prioritization. We're not telling you that the number one priority is put food on the table. I would encourage you that that's really high up on the list, but that might not be your number one. So you don't have to figure that all out on your own. You can work with somebody, an outside objective third party who's not emotionally uh, invested in the this or that could really help walk you through uh, determining what your priorities are and coming up with a plan that works for you. So I want to encourage people to schedule that time with, you know, you, Sarah, or with myself. Um, but, but they don't have to do it alone. Absolutely. Such a great reminder. All right. Well, I've enjoyed our time together as I do each and every time we get, get together to uh, talk about this stuff, um, I, I think I, I just enjoy um, kind of communicating about these things to educate others um, and talking about real life examples uh, to bring it all home. You know, I, I really enjoy it. So thank you, as always, Sarah, for hanging out with me today. And we will continue this conversation next time. Thank you for listening to the New Money Habits podcast brought to you by New Money Habits and Keeping Up with the Joneses Financial Coaching. Submit your questions to our hosts by emailing podcast at newmoneyhabits.com. Be sure to subscribe to be notified of future episodes. Join our growing group of like-minded people on Facebook and follow us on your favorite platform. Music provided by Summer School.